In Parshas Masay, we learn about the halacha of Are Miklat. The Torah says if someone kills another person inadvertently, he has to take refuge in one of the cities designated as Are Miklat, and he will not be released from there until the coin Gadol dies. The Mishnah Masech Desmaka says something fascinating. The mother of the coin Gadol brought food and clothing to these refuges in the Ir Miklat, so they should not daven that her son, the coin Gadol, should die and thereby gain their freedom. The implication is, if they would daven for the demise of the Kohen Gadol, those tefillahs would be effective. But how is it possible for the Kohen Gadol, the most prominent person in Klal Yisrael, to be affected by the prayers of Eretzeyach? And furthermore, why would we think that this man that's locked away in Ir Miklot would stop praying just because he receives care packages from the Kohen Gadol's mother? Granted that it's a very nice gesture, but it does not negate the fact that he's imprisoned, he's isolated from society, and he wants to be reunited with his family. So why would he stop praying for the Kongadal to die? So let's understand what type of tefillah is most likely to get answered. We say in Kriyashima, We are obligated to serve Hashem with all our heart. And the Gemara asks, Ezu avoid the which service is done with the heart, says the Gemara Zet Fila. Prayer is done with the heart. What does that mean? What's the connection between your heart and prayer? So there's a famous Gemara Mesechtis Yuma that says that one of the tefillahs that the Kongadl Davins and Yom Kippur when he enters the Kodesh HaKadoshim is that there are any people traveling on the road and they pray that it should not rain, that Hashem should not heed their calls. The tefillah of the Kongadl is to implore Hashem that rather to listen to the prayers of the masses and bring forth the rains. And this is very bizarre. Why do we need the Kohen Gadol, the holiest person on the holiest day, Yom Kippur, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the holiest place in the world, to neutralize some peddler's tefillah traveling on a highway somewhere, praying that it shouldn't rain, when all of Klal Yisrael wants it to rain? Why would we think that this traveler's tefillah has such power, that we need the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur to nullify his prayers? And the answer is really profound. It's because a person's tefillahs become more effective and more potent, the more heart and intent he puts into it. When a person's in the midst of an extreme crisis, his back is up against the wall, then that type of tefillah emanates from the depths of his heart. A tefillah from that particular yachet has such potency that it can nullify all of the prayers from the rabbi. And that's why tefillah is called avoid the shibalev. Because the efficacy of tefillah depends on how much heart you put into it. So it's true that all of the people that are praying for rain are also praying with great intent. But it's not with the same urgency and they're not with the same determination as this peddler on the road. As he knows that if it starts raining now, he will lose all of his possessions. So he puts his whole heart and soul into his davening. And that is why it has such power. Therefore, the only way to negate this heart-rending tefillah is to bring out the nuclear bomb, the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur and the Kodesh HaKadoshim to offset this prayer. A person that's imprisoned in the Ir Miklot could be stuck there for decades and he misses his family greatly and he davens with great intent. But now that the mother of the Kohen Gadol comes every day and brings him his favorite dishes, his prayers are somewhat blunted. It takes away some of that intensity. It's lacking some of that urgency. He loses that avoid the Shabalev. And that's why it's not so effective. 
And that's the reason the Kohen Gadol's mother came to pay him a visit every day and bought him his favorite dishes. So even if he did pray, it would not have that same impact in Shemayim. And that's all it took to keep her son alive. There's a fascinating story brought down in Masechtas Kedushin. In the Beis Medrash of Abaya, there was a demon, an evil spirit, that was wrecking havoc. The whole town was suffering and they couldn't figure out how to get rid of it. One day Abaya found out that the holy Amoira of Achabayaka was coming to town and he had an idea. He told the whole town not to give him a place to sleep so that he would be forced to sleep in shul and he would somehow get rid of this demon. The Gemara says Rav Acha arrived at the Beis Medrash and he saw this demon which had seven heads. And he begins to daven. And for every prayer, one head from the demon fell off. After seven prayers, all seven heads were gone and the demon disappeared. And the question is, how could Abayah do this to him? We have a principle, we don't rely on miracles. And furthermore, every person has a limited amount of schusim, and if Hashem performs a miracle on your behalf, you lose some of those merits. So how is Abai allowed to force Rav Acha into a situation where he would lose some of his merits? And the Marsha says something so powerful. Before a person davens, you cannot rely on a miracle. And if a miracle is performed on your behalf, you will lose chusim. But if you daven and you benefit from it, this is not called a miracle because it's built into nature that when a person davens, you will receive great benefits. And you will even receive what we perceive as miracles. And since tefillah is not a nace, it's part of nature, your chusim bank account will not be diminished. So if you daven to win the lottery or you daven for Yeshua that you've been waiting for for 10 years and you win the money and you receive that Yeshua, that is not a miracle. You got it, and your zechusim will not be diminished. And because Rav Acha was saved through prayer, he didn't lose any merits. What an amazing idea from the Marsha. A story is told that when the third guy rabbi, the Imre Emes, was saved from the Warsaw Ghetto, he made a stop in England before heading to Eretz Israel. When Churchill heard that the rabbi was in town, he went to meet him for some spiritual advice. Churchill said, Rabbi, we are at war now. Give us some advice how we can be successful. And the rabbi told Churchill, you want to know the natural way or the supernatural way? And he said, let's hear both. Well, the supernatural way is to get a top-notch army and a navy and an air force and arm and train them. And if you defeat your enemy, that will truly be a miracle. The natural way to overcome your opponent is to open a book of Psalms and pray. We all have things that we need to daven for. Unfortunately, we don't have a Kohen Gadol. We don't have a Beis HaMikdash. We don't have a Kodesh HaKadoshim. But we still have the power of tefillah. Avoid the Shabalev. The more heart and determination we put into our tefillahs, the more effective they will be. And now, we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.